0: what is cafe mocha cafe mocha is experts celebrities what's up this is bell bit this is fantasia i am i the van hey y'all this is your girl atoya you luckett at music and features from a woman's perspective intriguing conversation the swag award espresso the mocha mix so much more all from a woman's perspective what flavor are you baby this is cafe mocha this weekend, Lonnie Love talks about her New Year's challenge. Are you in? Plus, we've got Roland Martin. It's a new year. The Democrats have control. What can we expect next from the Trump White House? Who knows? But Roland Martin's here to break it down. It's Cafe Boca. Angelique, along with Lonnie Love. Happy New Year. We're still in it. And it is award season, which means, number one, we get a lot of free screeners. Right, Lonnie, of the movies?
1: That's the best thing about it. <laughs> okay. But also, it's a time, you know, for us to look at, you know, movies that have um, impacted uh, the country. Um, also, it gives us um, a time to look at, you know, our stars. And uh, what I was surprised at this award season was how the SAG Awards, um, Angelique, they, they were not diverse this year. And I was very surprised by that. Uh, Regina King really should have gotten at um, least a, a Lisa SAG nomination. She did get a Golden Globe nomination, um, but she didn't get a SAG. So I was, I'm was, i kind of, you know, concerned about that. Um, other than that, I mean, as far as when I'm talking about SAG, they did do the, the African-American men right. Mahershala Ali got something for the Green Book. Um, mm-hmm. I'm concerned about the Green Book because there's some, there's a little bit of controversy about behind it. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, it's about um, a black uh, pianist named Don Shirley, and it's based on a true story. And his driver, his driver n- name was uh, Tony Lip, and um, uh, the the story is Green Book. Back in the '60s, in order to drive through, especially the Deep South there was a guide called The Green Book for African Americans. So basically, the the book... Kinda goes around is based on this green
0: book. The green book was safe places for Black people to stop when right. they're driving through the South. So that's what the book is. Exactly, and the movie is
1: based on the relationship that um, the white driver and the Black um, performer had. the The issue now is that the family of Don Shirley is saying that they didn't have any input in the movie. Oh um, no! Yeah, and that the and 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 that um, that. It wasn't factual. Um, I don't know if he was estranged from the family in the in the movie. It, it says that, um, but it was so concerning that um, it's being reported that Mahershala Ali, who played uh, Don Shirley, actually uh, called the family and apologized to them. The only reason right. why I'm concerned about this is because, like, my girl Octavia Spencer, she uh, helped executive produce this movie. And what mm-hmm. Octavia's doing is that she's buying certain stories and she's getting them, you know, um, made or either she's lending okay. her name. So, you know, that's that controversy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Oscars for that. Um, you know, other than that, they're, you know, Black Panther... Um, should do well.
0: <laughs> what I'll say, what I'll say this year, Lonnie, mm-hmm. is that finally the awards people got it together. It's like we didn't see those fancy documentary films. This is what we saw. We saw Black Panther, mm-hmm. we saw KK Klansman, maybe, we saw uh a Star is Born. They're actually nominating things that You know, if you're a regular moviegoer, you saw a lot of these films. So I like that part of it. I love that they included a big, flashy blockbuster like Black Panther because it's rare. I mean, Lord of the Rings got nominated. But it's rare when those kinds of movies ever get that kind of attention. Oh, definitely. Um, So, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that you know it'll be interesting to see the movies coming, um, you know, after awards season. Um, But it's it's just the fact that there's a lot of changes in Hollywood, and I just you know want us to be aware of it. And um, it's always an exciting season, Um, you know. I favorite film.
0: Favorite film. I'm sorry. Oh, do you want to talk about Kevin Hart? <laughs> uh, you know,
1: I, I talked about it on my show, The Real, and um, I had to actually, when when it was all going down real time, um, you know, for people maybe that don't know, Kevin was originally going to host the Oscars, and then he turned around and someone brought up um, 10-year-old tweets, and basically they were, you know, um, anti-gay jokes. So, uh, Kevin, who was in Australia at the time, ended up telling his, um, he, I guess he got a call from the Academy cause he was planning on hosting it and they said, apologize and they gave him an ultimatum. This is per him, per his Instagram. And, you know, he said he wasn't going to apologize. And then maybe two hours later, he writes out a tweet and he apologizes and he says he's going to step down cause he doesn't want to be, um, a, um, a distraction, So um, the thing is, I felt like, you know, Kevin and I worked together. We started out together. He started in Philly. Uh, I met him um, when he came here to Hollywood. And it has taken him almost 15, 20 years to be, you know, the person that he is. And I thought that, you know, instead of him stepping down, he should have stepped up a little bit more and not, you know, sometimes you need to take a beat. And I think he should have taken a beat and not necessarily stepped down. I think it could have been a learning moment for him. And um, I know. No. No. What? No, no, no.
0: This moment was already learned by a guy named Nick Cannon. (laughs) Don't (laughs) Don't take your business with the company that you work for to Twitter or Instagram. Handle that stuff where it needs to be handled with your lawyers in a room in private. Go ahead. I'm sorry. but That's, Go back I with mean, your learning I lesson. Just, I just felt
1: like he should have taken a beat and not put it out there because nobody knew about the ultimatum, you know, that was said. He told us. He revealed that. And so I think it Nick
0: was, Cannon, <laughs> Nick Cannon. Well, okay, then, that's but, all I'm gonna say.
1: But what was surprising is that he got like a lot of support from um, male comics, including one Nick Cannon, who 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 <laughs> got up. He he ended up drawing up some some tweets from Chelsea Handler, um, and Amy Schumer, and uh, Sarah uh, Silverson. Um and S- S- what's her you name? You know,
0: Sarah. Whatever. Sarah her name is. Silver. Yeah, Sarah Silver. Silverman. Yeah. But you know, here's a thing, Lonnie. Here's a thing. There's not a comedian out there that doesn't slur somebody. That's the nature of comedy. You talk a junk about somebody. Well, what so. he was,
1: what Nick was trying to do was saying, well, you know, look at them. You know, are they? But. You know, to me, that was apples and oranges because, hear me out, one, none of those three ladies have been asked to uh, host the Oscars, and they've been advocates for the LGBT community. Not saying that they get a pass, but. First of all, Kevin hasn't said anything anti- you know joked about anything since ten years ago. And I don't think those ladies have done it, you know, of recent. So I think that we're all growing. I think the deeper issue, and that's why I'm saying that Kevin could have made a, a a point, the deeper issue is in the black community and how we treat the LGBTQ community. And y'all black right. folks, y'all know. Y'all get up there on Sunday, you see, you look, you know, some of y'all got a lot of gay. Of people in your choirs and stuff like that, and you, you turn a blind eye. But where those jokes come from, the embarrassment is that a lot of black people that are LGBTQ, you know, they've been shunned, they've been ignored, and they get joked about. I mean, we used to call them, you know, sissies and stuff like that, and that's just not right. And so that I think we missed the moment to be able to dig deeper into the culture and say, why do we treat, you know, our LGBTQ brothers and sisters like this? So that's what I mean by he could have stepped up you know but you know we'll see what happens it was it's just an interesting it's just interesting how it's all playing out and um uh, you know like I said I think he you know he, he'll get a chance again it's just that this just was not the right moment
0: on, on that note and this is only slightly switching gears. This movie with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston looks like a potential nominee for something to me. Have you seen, do you, I don't yeah, know the I name saw, of it.
1: Um, I saw the, um, the, the, um, the, 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 the trailer to it, um, but that's the thing, too. It's It's, you know, the thing about the industry is that, you know, yeah, you apologize, but now you have this movie coming out, and you have to be yeah. careful about, you know, so I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if it if it may get the nomination because of the controversy, you know, behind mm-hmm. it. So we'll see. I mean, I, I think it looks like a great movie, but here again, some people are saying they're giving that movie that Kevin has coming out the same um you know, rating as, you know, the, the, the Green Book movie with, you know, the black-white issue. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't see, like, I personally liked Green Book once I saw it. I like Mahershala Ali. I think that he's just a, a talented um, person. I think um, Kevin, well, from what I saw, that trailer, it, it's, it's based off of a French movie, which is a, a lot different. It's not the, you know, so-called quote-unquote white savior film. It's more about him and, and two people of different cultures coming together and helping each other that need to help. So right. we'll see. We'll see. What, it's going to be an interesting season, though.
0: Very interesting. Well, favorite movie and favorite movie that didn't get nominated?
1: Uh, favorite movie, uh, of course, I have to say Black Panther. Um, maybe favorite movie that didn't, um, The Widows. I think Widows was very mm. good with um, Viola Davis, and um, I think that she didn't get her just due. I think there also was an issue with the, how they were promoting the movie because, you know, they oh, actually yeah. came to me because I was like, the movie already out, and they were like, can you do a screening? Can you? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Are you guys serious? I mean, we would have had at least some of the, you know, the stars could have came on the show, something to right. promote the movie I mean so I'm I'm concerned about that because what Hollywood will do is they'll use this and say see she can't sell a movie exactly and so that's why you know but we missed the we missed the mark on that so you know but if you do get a chance still playing in some theaters go see Widows it is a very good movie
0: okay so my favorite movie of the year Is going to be Black Panther, my favorite movie that just got completely ignored by everybody. I don't think it was on anybody's radar. Matthew McConaughey and White Boy Rick, the story about the dude from Detroit. Uh, I'm sorry. I love White Boy Rick.
1: Yeah, for some Loved it. I don't know what happened with that either. I don't think it's it's really about promoting cuz it it's like when I saw the trailer, I said, "Oh, I'm going to watch that." And then I'm like, "What what happened to the movie? Where is it?"
0: Where I was there opening weekend.
1: It was I, on point. You got to see it. I have to I'm I definitely want to see it, but here again, promotion is still important, you know, the social media the, you know, do whatever you can to, you know, to push it out, you know, and and it's very, very important. I know, you know, it might seem a little corny, but Mary Poppins Returns was a good movie, okay? (laughs) Lin Manuel um, Miranda is excellent, and if they need somebody to host that young man, he's the person that um, actually created Hamilton. He should be able to, he he would be a a wonderful host. He could do comedy, he could do song, dance, singing, dance, um, rap. And he would be inclusive. So he would include everybody. He knows how to do it. But he was great in Mary Poppins Return. It was his first feature. And you know what I liked? I, I did go to the screening and I saw him. You know you know how you see somebody and they're heavy. he's got all these people around him. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, I'm not going to be able to get to him. And then, you know, his little um, bodyguard, like, kind of blocked me. So I was walking away and he came and he tapped me on my shoulder. He said, hello, young lady. Because he remembered me from <laughs> Hamilton. And I'm like, oh my so we took a picture and everything. is great. So, you know, it's just nice to see a person they don't forget. You know, they're very right. humble and everything. And this is his first feature. So um, you, you're going to hear what? a lot from Lynn manuel So anyway, that's Alrighty. it. That's our our thing for the year.
0: <laughs> it's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Joining us is journalist, activist, host of Roland Martin Unfiltered. Let's it's- welcome Roland Martin to it- Cafe Mocha.
1: You know what? Um... It- I am so proud of Roland Martin and the, his his show is so it's better than when it was on TV One. I mean, Roland, <laughs> you know why?
0: Because he can do what he wants to do. He can do it? what he wants to do the way he wants to do it. Roland, tell us tell us about yeah. the show.
2: Well, yeah. First, I was doing what I wanted to do beforehand, but I really, really, really can do the hell I want to do now. So uh, it, it was about a oh my goodness, it was actually a year ago. Uh, where the show was canceled on TV One. And literally, as Alvin Liggins, the CEO of TV One, was sitting there telling me that uh, why he's canceling the show, I was already planning this. Uh, I've been, some have called me a pioneer in this, because I launched launched the first Black News Source audio podcast in 2005 and video podcast in 2006. And so I've been live streaming from day one. And I said, yo, I said, we're going to launch this a digital show. Uh, We're going to live stream this thing on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube. Uh, we're going to be able, because the problem is, I had fans in Canada, in, in um, England, in Africa, but they couldn't see the show because TV1 wasn't available in those places, and we're not streaming online. But now we're able to do so, and so, you know, I go live every night, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we restream about, we restream that same show about eight different times. In addition to that, we also live stream the event, so, uh, like, right, you know, we live stream the Leadership Conference on Civil Rights, their day-long conference. We did the MLK 50, all three and a half days of coverage uh, gavel to gavel uh, from Monday through Thursday, and then also my one-on-one interview. So when I interviewed Spike Lee at the YouTube studio in New York, you know, we didn't say, okay, well, we're going to do the interview, go back and edit it. No, we went live right there. And so it really gives me a level of flexibility that I've always wanted to where I can go live at any moment, at any time when it comes to any issue. and so. Uh, with the show. You know, we look, we have newsmakers with our panel. We, we talk about all the different issues of the day. Uh, and it's it's really about covering our issues and, and not being, you know, sort of locked into, well, you know, we can only do it this way. So the show's an hour, but if I feel like it, we'll go an hour and 10 minutes or an hour and a half. Uh, on election night, we did five hours of live coverage. Mm. Uh, and so, and that's, what, and that's what, you know, and the bottom line is, into this. So even now, I'm still the only daily news show that, that speaks to the issues of African Americans, just like it was with News One Now. Uh, it's unfortunate, but you know what? We're super serving the audience. We did about 8 million views in September, 14 million in October, and about 9 wow. million in November. So we're building.
0: Roland Martin's on the line. Next weekend, we're talking about this R. Kelly documentary. We want your feedback. Just give us a call at 866 357 4323. 4323. This is Cafe Mocha. Roland Martin is on the line. Next weekend, we're taking your calls on R. Kelly. You can weigh in at 866-357- 4323. 866-357- 4323. Roland, I'm really excited about this criminal justice overhaul, the first step bill. Is my excitement premature?
2: No, it's not premature. It's premature. It is a critical uh, bill, first of all. Uh, there was an even stronger bill that should have uh, gotten uh, passed and signed into law uh, when Obama was at the end of his tenure. What you had is you had some progressives who thought, you know what, hey, we can get a better bill when Hillary becomes president. Well, and of course that didn't happen. And so what happened here was initially it was really going to be a prison reform bill. Uh, Jared Kushner uh, really is the one who was pushing this thing. You know, his dad served time in federal prison. And he was just driving this thing, and he pulled in Congressman Hakeem Jeffries and Congressman Cedric Richmond, and talked about it. Uh, and and they were like, you know what? Hey, you know this thing could actually happen. And then as it went through, and it was like all these different groups. And this is people that don't understand, you know, the uh, you know, folks like, you know, you, you, you got to give Trump credit first of all, uh, obviously because he got behind it and he you know, forced Republicans to move on it. But you had this really, really wild bipartisan coalition of people. I mean, you had. Uh, you had Newt Gingrich, the Koch brothers. You had, uh, you had Van Jones Group. You had Kim Kardashian West. You had people who served time in prison. You had Democrats and Republicans. You had liberals and conservatives. I mean, this really was a bipartisan bill. Uh, huge numbers that passed in the House. It passed 87 to 12 in the Senate. Uh, you had folks who were playing games with it. But it's really going to impact uh, people. Now, keep in mind, this is most important. It's called the first step act, which means that there should be a second and a third. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is that here yeah, there are 2.3 million people who are in prison or jails in America. Only about 200 or so thousand are on the federal level. So, so th- we still need to have criminal justice reform on the state level. That's where you know more more people are actually impacted when it comes to uh, prison. But what typically happens is states follow happens on a federal level. And so hopefully we're going to see this same sort of bipartisan uh, uh, focus uh, on the, uh, the local level as well. And So everybody had a hand in this. You know, the House version was weak uh, it was, it, they, they strengthened it in the Senate. So you had Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and Dick Durbin and Chuck Grassley. Then they beat back people like Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, uh, who hated this bill. And they were like, dude, shut the hell up. <laughs> and so it was, it was really interesting watching this coalition of people get it done. Because, frankly, people realize that, you know what, people have been getting screwed by prisons, by, by, by you know, the, the disparity between crack and powder cocaine in this country. Mm-hmm. And so this bill was critically important uh, and it need to get passed. And so kudos to everybody who had a hand in it. Uh, and so, you know, the White House was like, you know, okay, Rolino, you you got to give Trump credit. I said, yeah, I'll give Trump credit. I said, but I also give everybody else who who, who got this thing who worked on it, who took the criticism, and made it happen.
0: Cafe Mocha's got journalist Roland Martin on the line. You can catch him streaming at 6 p.m. daily on Facebook and YouTube.
1: It's Cafe Mocha on the line, host of Roland Martin's Unfiltered is Roland Martin. What are some of the other uh, hot political topics from um, 2018 that we should be looking out for for 2019?
2: Well, obviously, you're going to have the issue of Democrats taking control of the House in January. And so are they going to uh, fix the Voting Rights Act? Remember, the Supreme Court in the Shelby v. Holder decision uh, gutted Section 4 of the Voting Rights Act which was called for preclearance. Well, the Republicans have refused to do anything. And so one of the first things Democrats should do uh, is pass legislation to actually fix that, put pressure on the Republicans uh, in the Senate. Uh, to actually take that up uh, and deal with the issue, again, uh, of voter suppression and voter ID, you know, all that nonsense we've seen all across this country. Mm-hmm. Climate change is going to be an issue that I think we're going to see as well uh, in terms of how you deal with that. You know, the Trump administration, they have gutted the Environmental Protection Agency. They have rolled back all of the Obama-era rules when it comes to, you know, improving our environment. They have, you know, they, have, they, they deny uh, climate change uh, and all they care about is making the buck even though our um, and even though you know though they dumped that uh, report on a Friday on Thanksgiving doing the issue of climate change that came from his own administration, he goes, Oh, I don't believe it hmm. you know, and that's the problem. And so and so that's gonna be I think a huge issue. And look, it's gonna be the investigations into this administration. I mean he's had a couple of two free years of Republicans controlling the House and the Senate. Democrats are gonna be kicking this behind. They're gonna be having subpoena power calling folks before Congress and demanding a series of uh, answers, whether it's Betsy DeVos and her issue uh, in the education department, whether it's the nuttiness happening over in the interior of the Ron Zinke. He's resigned, whether it's what's happening in the Veterans Administration, Veterans Affairs, then, of course, uh, in all different departments. And then the other issue is what happened with Robert Mueller. Is he going to come down hard uh, on Trump? Will, will they lead to impeachment? So it's going to be 2019 It's going to be one wild and crazy year. Catch
0: Roland Martin unfiltered daily at 6 p.m. on Facebook Live or YouTube next weekend. I know you've seen the Lifetime series Surviving R. Kelly. You can't possibly still believe he's innocent. We want to hear from you. 866-357-4323. 866-357-4323.
1: It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Roland Martin from Roland Martin Unfiltered. What's going on with black folks, Roland? Um, are we together? or We seem like we're more separated now.
2: Uh, in what context? That's very broad. Very yeah, broad.
1: I know. Uh, you know, like, especially when it comes to, like, social media. Um, there, it seems like there's this, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about something that I saw. Um, there's it seems to be this section of, 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 Black Americans that are just heavily, heavily pro-black, and they're so pro-black that they seem to be attacking people like you and I, um, who are trying to explain to them the the processes and and things that happen.
2: Um, I'm, well, here's the deal: you you you've always had you've always had the folks who are super duper uber uber black. Okay, and they say, do for self and and all and act as if, you know, we can actually not interact with white people in any way in America, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you have the people who call for uh, systematic change, uh, changing the system, the structural system of racism in America, and then what they want to check out of the very system. So they say, I'm going, well, how do you think you're still to change it? And so then there are those who think that it's all economic and Topics has nothing to do with it, but then there are those who think it's all politics and it's not, not economics when they don't realize it's actually all those things, uh, all of the above. So, so so, the thing is, for me, it's about being honest. It's about, it's about getting people to understand that they can't make these broad strokes uh, and also saying that, we, that there's a difference between criticism and critique. There's a difference between hating, beefing, and actually offering a critique. And I think what happens is people get so caught up in thinking, "Oh, why are you hating on so and so?" I'm not hating. I'm just stating what actually was going on here. And I think we also, can, you know, can't be afraid uh, to go after these people. You know, look, you know, I, I called out the folks who were like, "Oh man, lectures mean nothing." I'm like, yeah, that's why I say, "Voter, shut the hell up." Because mm-hmm. the reality is, every aspect of our lives is impacted by the people we put in office. You know, and so then you have these people who are, you know, who are so so duper black that then you begin to ask the question is like okay so what exactly are you doing there's a whole bunch of people out here who actually are uh, uh, are advancing rhetoric and they sound real great but then once you actually peel that thing back you're like we ain't doing a damn thing <laughs> you know and, 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 and my deal is I'm gonna call you out on it so it's just like you know I, I know, I have people come after me like you know why do you have this initiative school choice is a black choice I say because I support any form of education that works for our kids and if we got some traditional schools that are failing, I'm not gonna keep saying, okay, well let's keep sending our kids there and it's gonna figure itself out. Oh hell no! <laughs> and so my deal is, I'm, my deal is, if you want to control the curriculum, you can do with a charter school. If you want to control who you hire, you want to control the contract, then if I control the charter school, I control all of that. So why am I going? Why am I going to oppose that? To actually, be in support of a school system that I actually don't have that level of control with. But see again though. Folks want to go with it, well, either or. No, it's not. It's and. We can do both at the same time. And so, to me, we also have to be willing to check the folks who lie, who just throw stuff out there that's not based upon any common sense whatsoever and say, no, that's stupid. No, actually, what you're saying is ridiculous. Like, like I was engaging this back and forth. Where there's one sister, you know, she's trashing NAACP for their, uh, you know, uh, log off Facebook, log out of Facebook initiative. And I'm going, so you? She's like, well, they should be involved in this, okay? Well, why not? And oh, this, this, this. And then when I countered, oh well, you know, why are you doing that? I'm like, because what you're saying is just not true, <laughs> and that's a different viewpoint. And again, I've had criticisms and critiques of the NAACP. But I can't deny the reality of what, what more Monday's did in North Carolina, what the NAACP has done in other places as well. And see, again, we get so wrapped up in condemning everybody. Oh, turn to the sororities. They ain't nothing. Except for the millions of scholarships that are given, <laughs> and except for the fact they're also self-funded organizations and they're not relying on corporate support. Mm-hmm. That's black people. They're self-funded. I love these Negroes who are like, oh, you're the boule, And I'm like... Yeah, I got in two years ago, so what's your point? And this whole deal, like, oh, my God, you know, you know y'all trying to control black America. Okay, let me be real clear. Uh, I have been in numerous meetings. I can guarantee you what they are trying to say is happening ain't even remotely happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm in a meeting going, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> and that's just what's the truth. <laughs> so, so the problem is you've got these people who are just so off in this conspiracy theory, uh, you know this just craze and it's as if you can't even have a conversation and i just finally tell them you know what y'all if y'all want to follow stupid follow stupid go right ahead mm-hmm. but what i'm not gonna do is i'm not gonna engage stupid i'm gonna call them out i'm gonna seek truth but i'm not gonna go back and forth with stupid because it really is a waste of my time
1: <laughs> the name of the show is called Roland Martin Unfiltered. <laughs> this is just a little example of it. Um, Roland, how can we keep in
2: contact with you? Obviously, uh, folks can uh, follow us on our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we stream on Facebook and Periscope as well. Uh, of course, rollinsmartin.com if you want to support us uh, because we're also self funded. I mean, look, we have I mean, our, our folks on charter members. Uh, I got this one, this one, this is straight up 90 one-year-old black woman from Long Island. She watched me on TV one. She said, your voice is so important. My daughter follows you on social media. She told me about your initiative. This 90, no, she's 92. 92-year-old 92 black woman sent a $500 check. She said, your voice means that much, but I'm supporting your digital show. She said, now, now she said, my daughter was telling me how to watch your show. And I'm supporting your show. I was totally blown away by that. You know, and so they can go to RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. They can be charter members of our fan club. And this is the last point here. This is important. I keep telling black people, we've got to fund our own freedom. We can't keep sitting here saying, oh, man, we need this and we need that. We need our own news. Then when, we, when somebody wants to do it, then we, then we don't want to see them support it. Because it's not going to happen on the other networks. They're not going to cover our stories. And so we have to do that. And we cover stuff every day uh, that, trust me, the cable networks are not covering. And that's why the show is important. So go to RolandMarkGunfilter.com. They can email me and follow us there as well. Thanks,
1: Roland. We Thank love you. Thank you, Roland.
2: I appreciate it. Keep swinging and tell all the crazy folks, shut up.
0: <laughs>
1: love it. It's Cafe Mocha. <laughs>
0: Here's your dose of espresso. Strong hot news now. This is The Espresso, the Lifetime documentary, Surviving R. Kelly, averaged about 2.1 million viewers over the three nights it was on the air live. Way more people have streamed it since then to hear from victims like Lisa Van Allen. I felt special. I actually thought that I was his girlfriend. You know, I was living up there at that point. We were together all the time. You know, I had no reason to question that we weren't. The parents of Azriel Clary are still trying to get her free from R. Kelly. When her and Azriel was in the hotel, you can see into the bathroom and she said she saw bruises all over Asriel's body. I told my husband, yes, we're flying up there, like, m- m- book us a ticket. It was no more tickets for that day, so we came the next day.
1: I was like, I need to see your we body. We need to see if you did- have
0: bruises. And what we did not know, he do his own makeup on the girls to cover their bruises. One of R. Kelly's victims said this in the documentary. Our Kelly, you have three children, two of them being girls. How would you feel if someone would would have treated any one of your three kids, even all three? You would be upset. I'm sure you would probably want just to serve. You can stream Surviving R. Kelly for free at Lifetime's official website. That's the Espresso. Coming up, get your workout on with the Mocha Mix. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa.
2: Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: You took the first step and quit smoking. But even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why Savebythescan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council.